So first things first, this video is going to be pretty dadgum massive, and we're going to cover a ton of information, but it's going to be broken up into two parts. In fact, you can use the, uh, the chapter markers here on YouTube to jump to any specific section that you want in order to help save you some time, or if you're interested in it, I'm going to also post this MP3 version on the podcast channel. Now, all that is linked in the description. If you want to go sub, it's everywhere. Epic Loot Radio. We cover New World. We cover a lot of MMORPGs right there. Um, so if you're interested, you can also listen to this full thing wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome uh, and thank you so much for checking out the podcast itself. But hello, everyone, and welcome to the channel. Uh, my name is Brian. And today we're talking about the revamp starting experience, great sword, patch notes. And like I said, this is going to be a massive video. Um, it might feel a little bit low effort um, for some reason. It's going to be a long thing. We've got to go through a, a lot of notes, and this is all rolling out on the PTR tomorrow. So we're finally going to be able to get our hands on experience with it. But I'm hopeful that this is actually going to be of use to you in some way, shape, or form. Now, if you feel like it earns it, hitting that like button is a great way of helping these videos out in the algorithm, but no pressure to do so. The other way you can say thank you is just sound off in the comments. That really means a lot to me. And I enjoy reading the comments from each and every one of you here. Now, I've got some water. I'd recommend that if you want to read along, uh, get a coffee, get a water, get a tea, get your drink of choice, sit back, settle in, and we're going to have a really interesting time because there's a lot to break down. Like I said, this is going to be one of those long videos. So let's start with kind of the summary. So that way, if you get the information, you get the gist, you can dip. But we'll get into all the job changes, weapon changes, all of that here as this video rolls on so as i start this i'm just i know how much <laughs> this is gonna how long this video is gonna be so all right let's get it going greetings adventurers eternum is an ever-evolving world and as such we continue our efforts in providing our players with an assortment of ongoing new features content and changes similar to the activities leading up to our last major update we are approaching the release of our next large release and would once again like to invite you all to participate in the next cycle of the PTR. So the PTR is the public test realm, is a limited availability server set that will give players early looks at the upcoming features. These preview builds are snapshots of upcoming major releases and are not final versions. You may encounter bugs, crashes, mixing text, and other issues. Between our internal testing efforts and your er efforts and reports, we hope to catch and resolve all serious issues before they reach the live servers. However, not every bug or feedback piece will be actioned on before release. Some changes need time to be investigated further and may arrive in a subsequent patch or two. Nonetheless, hundreds of changes have already been made, and with more to come, the full release notes that will be shared on release day. The PTR will officially open tomorrow, September 1st at 10 a.m. PDT, 5 p.m. UTC. To maximize the world population and encourage group play, we will open with two worlds available, US East PTR1 and EU PTR1 for this playtest cycle, and them located within the US East and the EU Central region and data centers respectfully. You may have a chance uh, to change your client regional selection from the main menu in order to discover your intended test world. Existing test characters have been wiped for this cycle in order to ensure thorough testing of the early game experiences and its changes to ensure feedback received is evaluated at the same difficulty benchmarks as we roll out new features across the next several weeks. If you encounter a bug, exploit, or have suggestions to improve a feature or piece of content, we'd love to hear your feedback on the PTR subforms. You can also utilize your in-game feedback tool as well. 
we will do our best to address as much of your feedback as possible before the content update makes its way to our live servers. Your preparation will help us deliver the awesome content and updates in the future. So for the major updates surrounding this version of the PTR, revamped starting experience. We've completely redesigned the early levels of New World. So players who start the game or roll a new character will experience a brand new set of stories and quests, player feedback on quest variety, AI variety, and more streamlined quest lines with less running back and forth and improved storytelling in these early stages of the game that help bring out the following changes. For the quest flow through zones that has been optimized with NPCs who move around in a central story thread that takes players through each region of the game, unlocking side content to pace out the experience. They've already added a variety of new quest dynamics from wave events to tracking the traversal challenges, puzzles in the ruins, unique interactions with the world and dynamic events players will encounter. We've revised onboarding to stay focus on the central storyline, introducing the legacy of King Arthur in Monarch's Bluff and a curse and a famine from the sorceress Medea in Windsward. Players will still converge on the Hermit Giannis to start off the path of becoming Soul Wardens, but the Giannis quests have been consolidated in Everfall. The Hermit himself is now more mobile, while the story quest and flow vastly improved. We've also added a lot more character to the zone and the settlements in Monarch's Bluff and Everfall, new enemies, new major locations, and new challenges in the quest and the open world. For the Greatsword, we are ready. <laughs> Get ready for a new weapon, the Greatsword. This two-handed blade utilizes stances to adapt to different situations, learn the risks and rewards of each option to survive in battle. Both weapon skill trees feature versatile tactics and varied playstyles. The Onslaught tree embodies relentless offensive and focus on defeating enemies before you can, they can take you out. The Defiance tree expels an aggressive defense, excels, excuse me, at def aggressive defense, and it can survive and deal damage against multiple opponents. The Greatsword scales evenly with strength and dexterity, making it a good pair for many of the other martial weapons. Of course, that is not all. You can preview all of the coming changes on this patch by checking out the full PTR release notes shared over in the PTR subform or here later in this video. PTR client access is going to be made available as a standalone download. Uh, you should see it already in your Steam client, but you can also search for it if you need. And if you want to go ahead and remove it, you can. So ultimately, if you guys have any problems getting into the PTR, uh, you can let me know. I'll include a link to this article and the, these frequently asked questions if you decide to do so. But I think it's at this point, at best, we jump into the full notes. So I'm going to take a sip of my water and we're going to get this thing rocking and rolling. All right. So the notes continue. We will release new features like Brimstone Sands and the Enad expedition and heart gym abilities in the coming weeks so we'll be sure to keep you guys up to date here on the channel when that happens so coming soon brimstone sands brimstone sands is a new zone unlike anything else in eternum look forward to the new enemies to fight the new territory to control and new stories to uncover death hovers over the scorched wastelands of brimstone sands its thirst is still unsatisfied even after centuries of strife and war the ancient Egyptians first encountered the godlike ancients here and built monuments to the vast cities that were a part of the flourishing civilization thousands of years in the past. Their civilization has now long fallen to ruin, and the few of those of the original inhabitants remain, except for the mysterious sorcerer Imhotep. 
with whom players must first work to solve the desert's mysteries. The most imminent threat in Brimstone Sands is posed by the deranged remnants of the Roman Empire's 19th Legion. What exactly befell the Romans must be discovered, and then they have fallen to corruption, and now besides the ancient ruin of a mysterious pyramid known as Aket, they are certain that within, they will find the secrets of the redemption and the long-awaited resurgence of the Roman Empire. For the Ined expedition, and also it should be just kind of a note for those y'all listening, a massively dyslexic, not trying to butcher pronunciation of words. Um, so you can sound off below with like critic pronunciations. Uh, you'll notice if you end up you know being subscribed here long enough, um, I probably say the same things wrong consistently. Again, not on purpose. Something I'm always working to try and be better. Um, but just note that's something I, I find very humorous about myself, kind of humbling um, to some degree. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up in case you're new. Uh, and if you're returning, you're a sexy beast. I forgot to start. I usually start my videos off with compliments, but why not? Why not 10 minutes into it? Sure. All right. Uh, players must challenge the Corrupted Legion head on and delve into the ancient ruins where they will face a vigilant Anubian guardians and solve hieroglyphic puzzles to achieve new power. When the sands settle, players will have explored ancient mysteries with Imhotep, defeated powerful sand demons, and perhaps, if they persist, restored the rightful ruler who can finally bring order and hope to the region after centuries of chaos. All right. Uh, some uh, coming soon, uh, the Heart Gem abilities. Adventures can now further customize their playstyle through Heart Tune uh, abilities. You can uh, detonate, overload yourself with an arcane energy, and detonate to deal significant damage. Players can move and attack while this ability is active. Grasping vines, punch your hands into the ground and unleash vines around you to root all nearby enemies. Stone form turns yourself into a stone and becomes immune to staggers, knockdowns, stuns, roots, and slows. Players can move and attack while this ability is active. Cannon blast, whip out a large handheld cannon and fire a cannonball that explodes on impact for high damage. Dark ascent, sprout corrupted wings and fly up in the air, hover briefly, and then slam back down to the ground, dealing damage to all nearby enemies. Players must fully charge their hard gem to activate this ability. Various combat actions like dealing and taking damage, blocking hits, and healing allies will charge your hard gem. The charge resets upon use. Experiment and upgrade each hard gem to find your favorite. All right, let's jump into it. They state that not all the changes here are listed, and the goal is to you know encompass as much as possible, but sometimes that you know doesn't necessarily line up. And these are going to be updated as the PTR gets updated as well. Once again, it's going to be a big undertaking, so I appreciate you all still sticking here if you made it to this part of the video. Uh, note, that, note that you're just the best, so I appreciate you all. All right, so game modes for war. They fixed an issue that caused some AoEs and projectiles to go through Fort Gates. They fixed an issue that caused capture points to not appear correctly in subsequent matches. They increased the war armory purchase cleansing elixir cooldown from 30 seconds to 10 seconds. And they fixed an issue that caused the attacker and defender crests on the map to swap during the war resolution phase if the attackers won. I'm going to take a sip of my water. I'm keeping all this in because otherwise it would take me just as long to edit the video as it did to film it. Invasions. They fixed teleportation and stutter issues for elites when attacking the, the, the control point. They fixed an issue that caused capture points to not appear correctly in subsequent matches. They increased the invasion armory purchase cleansing elixir cooldown from 30 seconds to 10 seconds. For Outpost Rush, they fixed an issue that caused ranged players to gain line-of-sight protection wards over fort walls. They fixed issues that caused some projectiles to shoot through collision. They fixed an issue that caused the AoEs to pass through 
and spawn, barrier, and damage other players. They fixed an issue that caused repaired repeater turrets in Outpost Rush to continue to auto-fire when destroyed while firing. For PvP arenas, they made bullet and arrow projectile trails more visible against the environment. Arena invites no longer incorrectly persist through character changes. They fixed an issue that caused active game mode invites to persist when leaving a group. They fixed an issue that caused arena invite cooldowns to not to stop properly. They fixed issues that caused players to be kicked from their group if their arena invite timed out. They fixed an issue that caused arena reward screens to persist longer than intended. They fixed an issue that caused arena leaderboards to not display properly. For the mechanics, they added an equip load driven delay before the target can start running after being hit with a melee attack. For your light equip load, you get a 1.5 second delay. This has been reduced from 1.75 seconds. So let me just make sure I read this. Added an equip load driven delay before a target can start running after being hit with a melee attack. So light equip is getting faster. The medium equip is getting much faster. Okay, I see what they're doing. So everything used to be at 1.75 seconds. Light equip load is going to have a longer delay before you can actually start running. Uh, medium equip load is going to be at one second delay. And a heavy equip load is going to be at a 0.5 second delay. This is going to be interesting. I'd love to know your thoughts about that. I think that's going to help a lot of that because obviously we've seen light equipment load absolutely crushing it and being hit and then being not able to run that's going to really kind of help heavy kind of like get out of dodge ultimately we're gonna to have to see how that plays out in the long run light and medium dodge translate uh translation reduced by 20 percent while the delay is active that's going to really help those constant dodging uh i'm gonna to have to see how that feels <laughs> at the moment i like blocking i like heavy but i have moved obviously to light because that just made so much more sense especially as a healer so we're gonna have to see how this feels i'll have to let you guys know ultimately how this feels because these are just numbers on a page now you might be happy or sad about these numbers but ultimately i think it's going to be all how it feels in, in the moment for notable fixes they fixed an issue that caused weapons to remain invisible in the player hands when a coating was applied immediately after unsheathing action started now the weapon must be fully in the player's hands before the coating will apply they fixed an issue that caused deep water waiting animations to not play. They fixed an issue that caused throwable warning indicators to not show at the correct time. For various perks, they updated the plentiful arrows and plentiful shell bag perks. Plentiful shells was updated to be plentiful ammo and now states that it returns all ammo from any ranged weapon hit. Any existing bags with the plentiful arrows perk will now have the plentiful ammo instead. The Anchor's Mark, they replaced one of the refreshing wards with Enchanted. The Diminishing Orb, updated the description to specify that this perk does not reduce the duration of buffs applied by consumables. For Keenly Jaggered, they fixed a typo in the description that incorrectly listed the bleed damage as 7% damage instead of the actual 10% weapon damage. They fixed an issue that caused the Hail and Hardy lifestyle buffs to not stack properly with other maxed health increased effects. They added additional information to the Disminishing Shield perk tooltip to describe that it will not reduce the duration of consumable buffs. Added PvP-only text next to the Critical re Retribution perk, since it only applies to players. Updated the Resilient perk tooltip to state PvP-only to add clarity that it does not function against 
hits from AI because the AI is not able to trigger critical hits. Chain perks can now appear on all magic items and not just on the ones that match their damage type. They fixed an issue with the Nugans, the Notch Spear, having two spear perks. They fixed an issue with the Exhausted Exploitation perk that caused diminishing returns to apply to the slow. They fixed an issue that caused hatchets to not naturally roll with the Vorpal perk. They fixed an issue that impacted the perk cooldowns, not clearing or being applied correctly. They fixed an issue that caused the Azoth Bomb to not trigger on the healing and on the leeching Azoth Shrapnel Blast perk. They fixed an issue that caused the Fortified perk to not work with certain applications of Fortify. They fixed the Tooltips text in Vicious Beacon to better match the effective behavior. They updated the Sundering Shockwave perk to prevent it from applying the effects to targets that blocked. They updated the Vicious Beacon perk named to Keen Beacon. This name is more consistent with other perks that have a crit chance. They updated the Accelerated Defiant Stance perk name to Accelerated Resolve in order to address a conflict with the Great Stored Stances. They fixed an issue that caused the Shirking Elemental Damage perk to inconsistently trigger off the Ice Gauntlet Pylon attacks. They updated the icon for the Extra Pockets perk. For weapons, blunderbuss here. Players can now cancel Mortar Shot by clicking the right mouse button while the ability is active. Players with an, uh, fixed an issue that caused the blunderbuss double down ultimate to go on cooldown when an ability was interrupted before its execution. They fixed an issue that caused the blunderbuss to put, enemy, uh, to put enemies into death's door and kill them in one shot. They removed the decay on the haste applied by blunderbuss's run and gun passive abilities and the run and gun passive abilities now grant a constant 40% haste for one second after a reload has been initiated so that movement speed is increased after or while reloading. For the bow, they fixed an issue that caused bow haste passive abilities to have reduced duration when haste consumables were active. They fixed an issue that canceled the damage impact of random arrows when switching weapons after shooting, and they fixed an issue that caused the bow string to not animate properly when interrupted while aiming down sights. For the fire staff, they fixed an issue that allowed empowering meteor shower perk to be activated from the watch a burn passive damage ticks. They fixed an issue that would restart clear casting timer when it expired. They fixed an issue that caused the reheat ultimate effect to be stuck on a player indefinitely. And activating burnout no longer triggers a sprint delay or cancels auto run. For the Great Axe, they fixed an issue that caused Maelstrom to sometimes stop ally ice spikes or beacons. They fixed a typo in the ability description for Gravity Well. They fixed an issue that caused kills with Gravity Well to not show correctly in the respawn menu. They reduced the startup and recovery of Execute along with improving the ability's target homing. They updated the Execute tooltip to accurately explain how the damage against targets with less than 50% HP calculates out. It didn't actually increase attack damage to 300%, but it increased based damage by 50%. They fixed an issue that caused the Great Axe Mauler's Fury ability to not consistently increase damage. I gotta take another sip of water. Every time I, like last time I did the patch notes, it was about an hour. It's like by the end of it, my like voice was just toasted. So I'm trying to take a little bit better care of it this time. All right. Um, they fixed for the hatchet, an issue that caused the hatchet rejuvenating crits. Passive did not trigger on headshots. They separated the infective throw disease to weaken status effects into two different effects. 
For the ice gauntlet, they fixed an issue that caused Maelstrom to sometimes stop ally ice showers. They added additional damage information to Windshield's tooltip. They fixed an issue that caused the ice damage perks to make a ice gauntlet heavy freeze passive not function. The frozen touch updated description to clarify that the player needs to be at full health rather than at 99% health for this passive to activate. For the live staff, they fixed issues that caused the beacon AOE to get destroyed when hitting neutral targets. They fixed several line of sight issues with target abilities and targeted healing group member hotkeys will no longer trigger cast when not in a group. Except for hotkey one, hotkey one will self-cast. They updated the Divine Embrace and Lights Embrace tooltips to be clear about their functionality. So I'm curious because I've been playing around obviously with targeted healing. Um, and man, like there's a couple things I still want and we could probably cover that better in another video than me just going into a tangent here. Um, just know maybe uh, maybe I'll make that video for you guys next week or something like that. Uh, we'll have to see how we go, how I feel after I go hands on the PTR. For the musket, they added cancel windows for stopping power and trigger after the shot reload begins. This should be more in line with other weapons ability cancel windows. They fixed an issue that caused impact effects from the musket to play even if the server invalidated the shot. They fixed an issue that caused ADS camera to remain active when exiting shooter stance. They fixed issues that caused the shooter stance ability shot count to not count down properly. They fixed an issue that caused the bomb to get away with holding the right mouse button while activating sticky bomb. Releasing right mouse button with sticky bomb aim will now pull back out of the musket. They separated the trap roots and Ren status effects into two different effects. For the rapier, El Arregro and Breath will no longer trigger upon immediately activating the ability. They will now only trigger when successfully evading an attack. They remove stun invulnerability from insult to injury so that players will now only be able to be immune to the staggers. This will now be matched with Berserk on the uninterruptible upgrade. For the spear, they fixed an issue that caused the spear's defensive stance passive to trigger off of its damage from the time ticks when using the bleeding sweep perk. For invigorating crits, they fixed an issue that caused headshots with javelin to not trigger this passive. For the sword and shield, they changed the name of Defiant Stance to Defender's Resolve in order to address a conflict with Great Stored Sances. They fixed an issue that caused the grit to end before the active frames of the sword and shield bash ability. They fixed some issues for the sword and shield ability, homing not functioning as smooth and consistently as intended. For the void gauntlet, the essence rapture, they fixed an issue that caused overflowing essence to not trigger if the target died. They fixed an issue that made the player's void blade visual effects invisible. They fixed issues that caused the tethered focus void gauntlet status effect to remain even when traversing the world. They fixed issues that caused the void blade to not appear correctly when equipping and running and activating void blade no longer triggers a sprint delay. For the Warhammer, they fixed an issue that caused Warhammer shockwave attack to be unblockable and stun through the blocks. For notable fixes here, they fixed issues that caused players to get locked into a zoom state when returning to the open world after exiting an instance game mode like Outpost Rush while holding aim. They uh, fixed an issue that caused ranged weapon shots to sometimes miss close targets at various angles. They fixed an issue that caused players to enter an exhausted state after getting hit while still having stamina. They fixed an issue that caused players to ignore stuns if they were in their inventory and the stun was not applied via a direct hit. They fixed an issue that caused the finger guns emote to trigger some oh hit perks on hit perks. They fixed an issue that caused the free camera lock projectiles to the player position at the time of activating the free camera, even if the player moved into a different location. 
They fixed a minor issue that caused small player movement if you spammed the five, F5 key. For economy and progression, for the endgame, they wanted to give Lou, uh, new level 60 players some more guidance on how to engage with endgame system like expertise and gypsum. There is now a new banner hitting level 60 that links to a new player selection of the journal, which explains the system in detail, as well as some reminder pop-ups for the next three logins. For crafting rune glass gems, the player can now combine ancient gif, uh, glyph stones found in secret locations with charged sands that they refined from sandstones and craft rune glass gems. These resources can only be found in brimstone sands. For rune glass gems, combine the effect of any gem with the additional power depending on which ancient glyphs are used to craft them. Players can even slot their rune glass gems into any armor or weapon gem slot to receive both effects. The perks provided by the gemstones always grant an offensive bonus, even when applied to armor. This gives players new strategies to consider when setting up the gear. Rune glass gems and the resources needed to craft them can also be freely bought, sold, and traded to support crafters and gatherers. Thank you for the buying, selling, and trading of this stuff. That's going to be so, so huge. I'm really, really excited. Anything that's player economy driven, man, I tell you. Uh, that's my bread and butter. A notable changes made uh, rarity of T5 weapons schematics consistent, fixing an issue that caused crafting recipes to not properly highlight in the crafting screen, and they were a part of the active quest. And they added messaging for craft receipts when the resulting item's gear score is based off your expertise. For gear and items, average expertise will now only include your shield expertise if you have one equipped. Fixed a missing textures. For the hatchet blood and uh fresh perk fixed an issue with switchers revenge having an armor perk they added refinement counts to the gypsum tooltip subscriptions they added text to a perk crafting items to describe what that item perk can be used with the archelagons uh, lantern no longer drops with the ice gem uh, socketed they corrected the appearance of the chartist boss armor dropping in lazarus instrumentality mutators existing pieces of this armor will not have uh will not be affected by this change and will maintain their current appearance however all new drops of this armor will feature the updated appearance they fixed an issue with the legacy wild range warhammer having an armor perk they fixed an issue that caused perfect salvage to not occur in pvp items with the reward track they fixed an issue that caused the chain of zane named amulet to not have salvage in the expedition materia and now can also be crafted in an outfitting station with lazarus materia uh, fixed an issue that caused invasion shields to drop on the wrong table. They fixed an issue that caused war named items to not drop when the war rewards chests. They fixed an issue where the armor hide in the Scorpion Queen was using them in the description instead of the name within its tooltip. They fixed an issue that caused the music pages for Pathless Traveled where or not displaying their page numbers. They fixed an issue with low level re regeneration potions dropping at high levels. They fixed an issue where the engineer had item icon. They fixed the legendary fishing poles not giving proper salvage scrap. They fixed the tooltip of the tens of Marinda and blue blooded barb. Uh, they fixed typos on varying uh, blunderbusses. They increased the gear score of the item in the captain commander's longsword to its intended 350 gear score. They increased the gear score of the item sword backler's longsword to its 350 intended 350 gear score. They increased the gear score of the item's file longsword to its intended 350 gear store. They fixed the icon for the non-prestige PvP armor sets. They fixed an issue that caused the tier 2 weapons to have a perk removed 
These will now spawn as tier four weapons and with the expected rarity of number of perks. The most named items, tier two through tier four, have a substantial improvements made across the board. These improvements will include, but not be limited to, increased gear score, improved perk uh, combinations, reducing level requirements, increasing durability values. For tier five named items that used to drop between 500 gear score and 600 gear score, have set to always drop at 590 gear score. They will no longer scale with the player's expertise, as the player will be able to use them at the gear score of at least 590. Once the player increases their expertise to the appropriate slot to 600, they will be able to upgrade these items just like they can in the live environment. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, please note, while the majority of named items have been impacted, uh, there have been some exceptions and categories across the board that are not updated with this intended. Due to the sheer number of items, the list is beyond the scope of these patch notes. For the summertime orange spotlight furnishing item upped its epic quality to match its blue counterpart. The celebrant fireworks blunderbuss was previously using the incorrect appearance. This has been updated to correct the item's appearance. The material requirements for the corrupted heart spear have been adjusted as well as shifted to be more wood heavy. The Tempest crafted items should now require the correct amount of materials and now award the proper amount of experience. They updated the Defile Blunderbuss to the correct appearance. They updated the tooltip to reflect the number of drops a player can get per day. They updated the cooldown to reflect the 24-hour cooldown instead of a 20-hour cooldown. They updated the Tier 3 Warhammer Crystalline Crusher and used more Crystalline appearance. They fixed issues that caused certain crafting clothing to have stretched icons on the outfitting station. Fixed icons for the Draconic PvP armor. They fixed the Tier 5 Jewel Crafting and Tanner Pants icons. They fixed an issue with the Thunderbolt Refresh icon. They fixed a visual issue with the Forgotten Helm Tier 4 icon, not matching its model. They fixed visual issues that added cloth to the armor uh, sets. They fixed a visual issue with the uh, Azure Plains Twitch armor. They fixed a visual issue with the Dancing Flame skirt. They fixed a visual issue with Death Beckoning Chest Apparel. They fixed a visual issue with the Death Beckoning's Cape and another uh, Smythe Breastplate Apparel. They fixed some cases where cloth objects on characters were deforming incorrectly. Shields are no longer dyed for free when canceling from the preview mode. They fixed a visual issue with the verdant trapping coat. They fixed the dye channels for the nerdant shields. They fixed stretching and clipping issues from the alchemist set. They fixed a visual issue with the engineer's set apparel and the visual issue with the tanning coat for players in the enter their inventory. They fixed double went down to a turnum naming issues. They fixed the visual issue with Forest Warden's Cape Collision. They updated items for the faction hazards. They fixed the unintended intent for the Void Gauntlet description. They fixed die channels for the light cursed zealot armor. They fixed an issue where the certain armor skins would clip through the armor on the main menu. If you did not have any gloves equipped, they fixed issues where a few MNTX weapons were missing their sheathing sound effects. For rewards and loot, which is only putting us halfway through, on um, these notes so far buckle up like i said named items received uh from outpost rush can now go from epic to legendary upon upgrading it to 600 gear score that's ex excellent to see adding a name blunderbuss to the outpost re reward chest as well that's great they added a tower shield to the outpost rush conquerors set they added a tower shield to the war reward set the dynasty warriors musket has been removed from the drop tables they fixed an issue that caused mutator boss loot to sometimes not reward anything to players. This change is also uh, slightly restructures the way mutator loot is provided. Bosses at difficulty 10 now provide an additional role 
for a piece within their unique armor and weapons. They fixed an issue that caused Captain Thorpe and Empress Zoo to not drop timeless shards at the correct rate. They fixed issues that prevented the invasion Voint Gauntlet from dropping. They fixed an issue where quest rewards were displayed at the journal and were accepting quests would not show items quantities above one. They fixed issues that caused the confirmation pop-up from a salvage report items such as guaranteed drops where there was less than 100% chance for the item. The Outpost Rust reward chest now has a guaranteed chance to give an expertise bump. Page 2 music sheets of the young kitty Stanley will now drop in point of interest neighboring Bunny Island. Some non-functioning crafting materials have been removed from the drop tables and the trading post. They renamed the Stonecutter's hat to the Stonecutter's goggles. The summer pattern, uh, summer pattern rece uh, recipes now have their own category in the crafting panel. They added a new obtainable gear to elite point, point of interest. Vambrace of the Corrupted Rage, the Mark, Primordial Spear, Warhammer, Void Gauntlet, Ice Gauntlet, Soulforge Blight, Sun uh, Shard of One, Rumbling Demise. The named items Malvant Defender and Elegant Lamp Lighter were previously not dropping correctly. They have been fixed and can be uh, dropped from the projector's equipment cache. They added a named blunderbuss to the war reward chest. For salvage, deft soft boots can now be salvaged. Fixed an issue that caused some gathering armor to not be the perfect salvage system when salvaged. An outpost uh, rush and war gear rewards can now be perfect salvaged. That's good to see. All right, for the housing and description and housing trophies that provide crafting benefits uh, to be more clear, updated the housing storage chest strings to more accurately display their storage values. The resolved an issue that caused singing fish housing items to stop playing music. They fixed an issue where abandoning a house on max settlement storage would drop housing items as a drop bag, potentially causing the player to lose items. Players must now have at least one unique item slot on the settlement storage in order to abandon a house. The excess items will be added to the hidden storage. They fixed multiple issues with housing guide tooltips. They fixed the unintentional intent in the ray fine barb and the blue blooded barb housing descriptions. They fixed the situation that prevented players from leaving their houses. For the umbral, the outpost rush shields no longer become legendary when upgraded with umbral. I don't know how you guys feel about this. That just seems like interesting, but you know, maybe we'll, I, I honestly, just let me know how you feel. I don't have any feelings about this whatsoever. Same thing when it comes down to crafting, I'm not an expert crafter. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to read it to you. I'm not going to be impacted by what they say yet. Crafted by the pristine opal earring with the runestone stopwatch no longer gives the pristine onyx earring instead. Crafting a pristine onyx earring with the runestone stopwatch no longer gives a pristine opal earring instead. Sounds like those were mixed up. Crafting skills can now be hovered on the crafting screen to view the amount required to reach the next level fixed an issue that caused garnet gypsum orb recipes to display the recipe name incorrectly they fixed an issue that caused the incorrect attribute chance to appear on crafting items using a runestone stopwatch they lowered material requirements on expedition replica heavy boots to be consistent with other crafted boots and replicas non-area legendary pattern crafting costs have been reduced by 66 percent Non-arena, I, I said area, arena legendary pattern. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Topaz Gypsum Attunement Potions now grant Arcana trade skill experience when crafted. Thank you. I craft these all the time. Uh, that's going to be great. And um, I think I jumped or something. There we go. Uh, fixed a certain dynasty furniture, granting lower furnishing XP when crafted. 
For gathering, stamina now regenerates while gathering. For fishing, they fixed an issue that caused accepting notifications that opened other screens or not, prompting interrupting fishing. Completed the fishing quest, now reward fishing XP. That's great. Fishing now uh, remembers your last uh, selected bait. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Fixed an issue that caused players to enter a bad character state when teleporting while fishing. Thanks, random. But yeah, fixed an issue where the bait menu could still be accessed even when in fishing mode. Legendary fish now count towards fishing quest progression. Thank you very much. Fixed an issue where players movement while holding a fishing pole. Uh, fixed an issue with players movement while holding a... Okay, I wonder if that's like a visual issue. They added a back end check to prevent players from activating fishing while actively in combat. Thank you. They errone fixed erroneous uh, requires fishing tool message when you enter fishing mode with a full inventory. They fixed issues where the fishing hotspots label in the gathering screen were ineligible in some languages. For musical instruments, certain actions, camping no longer gets cued if triggered right after creating a musical performance. They fixed broken animations when accepting musical performance invites while resting at a camp. They fixed an issue where the client could potentially crash a rare cases when uh, went into music performance. They fixed an issue where rare cases to music performance zones could be created right next to each other. They fixed an issue that caused performance to get out of sync with the player. They fixed the musical performance floor effect from projecting down all the floors of a multi-story house. <laughs> Music performance buffs are now sorted alphabetically with no effect being first. They added an X icon for songs instruments that are unavailable. They polished results banner by reducing overall size, updating placement, and adding growing stars in a glyph circle frame. They reduced the exit performance hold time to 0.5 seconds. They added a back-end check to prevent players from activating musical performances while actively in combat. They fixed an issue that caused the disappearing performance zone when rapidly switching from zone to zone. They fixed issues where players were dropping from performances could cause other players to unequip instruments during a performance progress. They removed redundant text from musical performance buff tooltips. You can now, uh, you now cannot access PvP toggle pop-up while in a musical performance. They changed musical performance songbook player count from displaying max count to displaying the range of players supported. Example, one to five. Fixed an issue where unlocking multiple music sheets would show overlapping text when played in German. They fixed an er errant UI messages when attempting to start a musical performance during an invasion war. And this seemingly indicated that musical performances are not allowed during invasions and wars when they are not. They fixed grammar issues found within several musical instrument achievements, and they added a prevention to stop players from performing a song when there was an object placed above them in the world preventing them from standing. They added a progression achievements from the music trade skill at 20, 40, 80, 140, and 200. They updated instrument crafting and salvage recipes tier two to tier four instruments now salvage into new instrument trinkets that are used for crafting tier higher uh, instruments. The instrument itself is no longer used. The change was made due to issues with the previous uh, crafting recipe potentially causing the wrong item to be consumed when crafting. We really like the idea of upgrading or level up a single instrument to higher tiers and then believe that this change still captivates the flavor while being safer way for players to manage their items. They updated musical or the performance note bar to be color coded based off the equipped instruments gear score to set influence on a hit zone. They updated size, font, and artwork to reward banner at the end of the performance. Now, we get into part two. 
you got to keep hydrating barnacles and black powder uh, for the expedition they fixed an issue that caused admiral black powder to play his intro with his cannon in hand instead of on his back they added a collision so that players can no longer use the hut near the pier as a safe spot they adjusted collision in the crown uh, crow's nest to prevent players from leaving the combat zone ai can now no longer be aggroed into the uh, nearid they fixed an issue that caused status effects from the nearid to persist after death they fixed an issue that caused nearid players to not clean up after the team wipe they fixed an issue that caused some visual effects for nearid to not apply correctly they fixed a client crash during movement inside the expedition and they fixed an issue that made players unable to use unstuck at certain locations for the depths they fixed an issue that caused a fight with captain thorpe to not start for the tempest heart they fixed the position for the antiquated coffer that was hidden under the geometry. They reduced the perception radius for Inkeel in so that he no longer targets respawning players. For Garden of Genesis, they fixed an issue that prevented the uh, Alurmium Marl encounter from starting correctly in mutator mode. They fixed an issue that, co that caused water to flicker issues with the environment. They added collision to prevent players from going out of bounds in the Genesis caretaker fight. For the shipyard, they fixed issues that caused room names to not be updated on the map. They fixed issues that caused the Commander Chen uh, mini-boss to leash out in an incorrect position if pulled far enough away from his initial spawn. They fixed some issues with the Commander Chen fight in the Dynasty Shipyard Expedition. They fixed an issue that caused animation stutter during the barracks encounter. For Lazarus, they fixed an issue that caused the Scylla to not indicate her encounter. And then the Starstone Barrows, they tightened up some areas where players could lose uh, the AI aggro. They fixed an issue that caused water flickering issues with the environment. For Global Mutators here, uh, they fixed an issue that caused Berserk and the Ice Pylon to trigger the weary effect in Mutators when outside of combat. Berserk and Ice Pylon now no longer activate the combat state upon activation. They fixed an issue that caused the Fiery Mutator effect to remain on players when they died or were put into death's door. They fixed an issue that caused some effects to not apply when low-level internal mutators in expectations. They uh, updated the server radius shiver mutation effect from 10 meters to 4 meters to match the visual effects as intended area of effect. They updated the weary mutation so that the meter only fills the player is in combat. They updated the weary mutator tooltip state that it is only active while in combat. They reduced the brightness of unstable orbs and frenzied expedition mutation to be more friendly to players with photosensitivity. They adjusted umbral rewards, giving more umbral rewards at lower difficulties. They fixed the issue that caused casting abilities to not regress the progression of the weary mutator. For trading, they fixed issues that caused coin to disappear when receiving coin in the middle of a trade. If the account sent to that player won't, would push them over the wallet cap. They corrected the cheers and mic drop icons. For the group finder, the block players' lobbies will no longer appear in the group finder list. They change notifications that appear when a player is kicked from the group to better convey that they were kicked from the group as opposed to leaving voluntarily. Uh, in game and the in-game store, they fixed an issue that caused the store to be, items to be marked as quest items in the tooltip. They fixed the character transfer store item to properly show the number of character transfer tokens credited to your account. For trading posts, they fixed issues that caused the perk list in the trading post to not have no information about perks that scaled higher on weapons. They fixed an issue that caused expired contracts to show an invasion completion time. And they fixed an issue that caused trading posts to stop progressing queue actions if the player teleported. Then for notable fixes here, uh, they fixed an issue that caused a song title 
to go outside of the scroll box when selecting a song for musical performances. Music rewards now refresh when the player music skill levels up. Fix an issue that caused notification banners to reappear after entering in the game modes. They fixed an issue where it allowed players to continue moving while interacting with storage sheds. They fixed a typo in the mission section of the achievement panel. They fixed an issue the defaulted data appearance in the friends list. They fixed issues that caused the loot ticker to fill up after constantly picking up items, but not update with new ones. They fixed an issue that caused only invasion themed loading screens to appear after the player participation in an invasion. They fixed an issue that prevented players from opening reward containers if they opened ones that contained coin as off as off to assault too quickly. They fixed an issue that caused the map to open when pressing the I in the tutorial. They fixed the issue that caused prices of faction items to not update if you were in Ebonscale Reach faction shop while in territory changed owners and thereby changing the discount. They fixed an issue where that caused a blank reward screen to appear when quickly reopening uh, re, uh, reward containers. They fixed issues that caused you to start walking while trying to split stacks in the inventory via the split stack hotkey, the control key. Fixed issues that caused the completed title of the town project tile to not localize. They fixed an issue with the button leave an invasion did not appear in the escape menu during the invasion. They fixed issues that caused items to rarely uh, to rarity animations to be incorrect if you open multiple reward retainers in quick succession. They fixed an issue that caused the text of fishing hotspots to the fishing trade skill screen to overlap with some of the other languages. They fixed issues that caused the town project's board scroll bar to block the total progress and part of the mission cards during the event. They also fixed issues that caused the victory screen to not show the proper negative value when players completed a mutated run over the goal time. They fixed issues that caused the wrong player animations to trigger while previewing weapon tool skins. They fixed issues that caused open next button and reward container opening pop-up to not choose the same container that you had previously opened. They fixed an issue that allowed players to use the recall in button in their starting area before they reached the town. They fixed an issue with inconsistent coloring between the Orichalcum ore and the Igat, uh, Igat uh, icons. They updated the Asmodium icon, Igat, whatever, <laughs> icon to further distinguish it from the Orichalcum Igat's icon. They fixed an issue that caused the text overflow on the next event button on the main menu in some languages. They fixed unnecessary capitalizations in loading screen tips. They fixed various inconsistent capitalizations within the settings menu. They fixed various messages that incorrectly referred to wars when trying to leave 3v3 arenas. They fixed an issue that caused the equip and unequip sounds to not always play. Uh, mix, they fixed an issue that made some players unable to see their company members in the members list. They fixed an issue with chat character count becoming inaccurate when deleting linked items from the chat tags. They fixed an issue that prevented players from interacting with NPCs when standing too close. They fixed issues that caused remnant visual effects to remain after they should be destroyed. They fixed some lighting issues inside the Malavan's point of interest in Eden Grove that previously caused some rec rectangular, unnatural looking light patches to show. Fixed visual fishing hot spots that were underwater in Cutlass Keys. They fixed an issue that caused players to not receive the move away prompt when they were obstructing their camp from completion. They fixed issues that caused the ancient bridge in Weaver's Fin to not appear on the map. They fixed issues that caused players to get stuck in certain locations in Ebonscale Settlement. They fixed several fishing hotspots that did not appear on the map. They fixed spawning locations at the Timeless Lion. They fixed issues that triggered the falling sound twice when jumping down the stairs. 
They fix issues that cause the delay settings to be reset a lower number when set to a value above 255. The retry connection button found on the main menu during connection issues has been localized in all languages. The housing purchase screen now shows your current amount of coin. The uh, fixed an issue that caused pin objective uh, objects of UIs to overlap with the armor UI during war preparation. Fixed an issue that caused enemy nameplates to display over the invasion HUD. And they fixed the effects on boss nameplates now no longer cut off when the nameplate is at its highest point on the screen. I gotta take a mini break. Really get that get that hydration in. All right, we're almost done. Oh, I say that. <laughs> All right, quality of life. They added a two-second delay between instrument changes for players to alleviate issues with too many notifications being shown simultaneously. They added additional gear scaling messaging to the Expedition Mutator screen. They added highlights to all weapon ability tooltips to emphasize the important keywords and numerical values. They fixed an issue where completing a PvP reward track was not showing the bonuses of assault given for the unselected rewards. This was purely a visual issue. You still received the correct amount of salt. Uh, fixed an issue that caused the crafting recipes to change order after opening a new crafting station. They fixed an issue that caused the siege weapon health bar to improperly align. They improved messaging for notifying players about the coin gap when salvaging. They improved the opening sequence after learning schematics, recipes, and music sheets to resemble the flow of opening the chest. Then the selectability flyout for the mastery trees menu, the abilities are now sorted in the same order uh, that the abilities are. For musical performances now have an updated audience interface with the song difficulty color and cleaner labels. They reduced the frequency of some spin point banner appearing in the HUD and territories are now sorted by name in the storage shed. Updated the numerous perk icons with more accurate icons. They added salvage lock and furniture items to prevent accidentally salvaging them. Improved batch crafting items to have more efficient flow when crafting items in bulk. They improved the in-combat item with new animations when the player enters and exits combat. They removed the hotkey adding for the take all button from storage to avoid players accidentally triggering it when opening storage. They updated the progression milestone icon to emphasize the primary rewards. UI alerts for war and invasion declarations will no longer trigger when players are inside an instance. Thank you very much. Such as an expedition outpost rush 3v3 arena match. These will instead be queued up and the player once the player leaves the instance. Certain non-characters can now be used for new character names, such as Beta. <laughs> Change the Azoth Salt for uh, switch factions to zero. The retreating enemies now show immune when they are hit. Added a sound effect for when a new inventory slot is unlocked. They removed a depreciated information from the War Declaration menu. They removed a chest that would decrease the weight capacity of the settlement storage below the current usage will now no longer place the excessive items in the drop bag. They added a missing waterfowl compass icon. They, uh, with some of the pop-up and in inviting a player to a company from a company flyout was added to the social flyout. They added a minor notification when trying to use a consumable that cannot be used while in combat. They added audible cues when the respawn point on a timer or becomes unlocked. They added faction colors to the faction token icons. They improved the character list box of the main menu to make sure the presentation consistent with the character dropdown. They increased the maximum number of status effects to display four boss markers to five. The opening inventory is now allowed in all water depths. 
up to deep slash drowning. Inventory fishing state will now exit upon drowning. Disable the opening and craftable containers in the crafting screen as it does not currently support opening more than one stacked item. The faction mission board will now know, uh, now show territory standings instead of invasion messages. They added weight display for each storage location in the storage dropdown to make it easy to see what you've stashed in your items. They changed the currency icon for Azoth to remove confusion between vials and currency icons. Players on probation are now forbidden from interacting with the company wallet or, or the war declarations. For the world experience, corruption has subsided for now in Monarchs, Bluffs, and Windsward. Corruption breaches will now no longer spot in these zones. Interesting. Wonder what that's about. I wonder if that's something with the new player experience. They updated haste while traveling in roads that was increased from 10% to 15%. I like that a lot. They fixed an issue that caused the supply stockpile in Weaver's Fin to be unreachable. Merkguard Corruption Breach AI now no longer drops coin, and Corruption Breaches will now no longer apply the Corruption Affliction from further away than expected. So for World AI, they fixed an issue that caused inconsistent hit registration against the Forest Spriggan. They fixed an issue that caused the Undead's Huntress Flame breath to attack and occur it was placed in the enclosed spaces. They fixed an issue that caused some AI to stutter when transitioning between patrol points. They fixed an issue that caused alligators to pause for long periods of time after their lunge attack. The crawler type enemies were significantly less likely to die while retreating long distances. Players, they fixed an issue that caused the pirate brute to appear and freeze animations for some players. They fixed an issue that caused the summoner Yao to reset too quickly if the player got too far away. For quests, the available quest marker on settlement icons will now show as an MSQ progression available marker if there is an available MSQ progression quest in the settlement. The locations for two of the Infiltrate Gather Intel Preserve Mission boxes have been updated to Great Cleave to increase the functional area of these PvP missions. For notable fixes, they fixed an issue that caused the Darkness event music to keep playing after the Darkness event was completed. About to sneeze. They fixed an issue that caused the Magistrate Bond to not always play their voiceover in the corrected language. They fixed an issue that caused the voiceover for Sue Bancale in Brightwood to not always play. They improved the voiceover sync for NPC Nesla Harrower. They improved the voiceover sync for NPC Cornell Reynolds. They fixed an issue that caused the Cat Den Point of Interest icon to appear as a Wolves Den icon. They replaced the Mountain Lion with a Grizzly Bear south of Clearview Crypt. They fixed an issue that caused player weapons to not fade during cutscenes. They fixed issues that caused camera to spin around uncontrolled. And they fixed a rare crash bug that sometimes happens with first loading into the world. And with that, holy crap, that was massive. And I hope you guys got something good from this. I'm sorry for the frequent water breaks. Hopefully that wasn't too annoying, but I appreciate you. I thanks to you so much for hanging out with me in this video. I hope you enjoyed some of the gameplay footage that I was just playing at random. And, um, yeah, I'm going to get this thing posted for you guys. I hope you all have a best day ever. I probably will stream some of this tomorrow over on Ginger Prime. Uh, so just keep it locked to that channel as well. I hope you uh, like both of my channels in this regards. I'll be streaming over there. That's where I kind of do the live streaming stuff. Um, so if you guys want to come hang out and ask questions about Brimstone Sands when it goes live, uh, tomorrow or, you know, ish, it's obviously not the zone, but I'm still calling the update the same thing. Uh, we'll be playing around with the greatsword, and um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Anyway, guys, thanks for your time. Hopefully, you have a good day. Hopefully, I'll see you next time. But until then, take care.
yeah. It's time to chill out on the couch and read some comments. That's right. You know me when it comes to destiny. I'm off with a clam, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Oh, yeah.